Good evening. Well, it all boils down to this. After three or four months of preparation, many hours of revision, countless mock exam questions, coursework, possible mid-semester assessments. The question is, can the candidate defeat the examination in tonight's match? Does anyone remember that theme, by the way? I think they still use it, don't they, for the uh, the the UEFA Champions League anthem. Uh, I indeed love the piece of music. Uh, it, interestingly enough, if you're very interested, it was actually written by English composer Tony Britton in 1992. And it's actually inspired, if you're very interested in classical music and neoclassical uh, music, you should also check out the song... Uh, Zadok the Priest by George Friedrich Handel, who was, I believe, a German-English, German-British composer who wrote that piece of music. You'll just find it out. I think it's used in coronations of uh, British monarchs. Written for uh, the coronation of James II in 1685. feel that exams can be looked at as a football match, a particular very important one, such as a Champions League match, in particular, or likewise anything else you may find particularly interesting. 
students shouldn't be really worried of exams like i said that with i'm assuming in this and again i'll touch upon it in another podcast uh, dealing with revision strategy but i am assuming in this podcast that you have your timetable you have done the preparation you have practiced you have attended lectures you've attended everything you can possibly attend I'm assuming that you're now preparing for the exam itself. So for example, the evening of an exam or the morning of an exam, depending if it's AM or PM. And I'm gonna run you through exactly what I did and what I would recommend students. So usually I would get the timetable. I can't remember exactly when. And uh, I would make notes list and I put it above my revision timetable that I had so I would schedule some revision of course which again I will touch upon later and I would place this list upon above the exam timetable and I would put the module code the title the length of the exam which is important and the venue which is also important I'd put this in order too as well above the exam so for example I might have four or five exams depending on what semester it was and indeed if the need be the resit if you need to do resit which I had to do in my first year so I think the key element of exams is the people in and around you from personal experience now I'm aware that some of these may be your friends because and indeed you don't want to be too antisocial, but you've had pretty much a whole semester or whole term to get to know these people and maybe even shared lab work with them and so forth. But now is the time to show off your your skill sets. This is not about anyone else, this is about you versus the piece of paper. So depending on the venue, so exams are held in very weird venues. For example, the other day when I was bored, I was looking at the exam timetable for Sheffield University where I studied and I noticed they're now using um, Sheffield Wednesday football ground, uh, which is very fitting, by the way, considering the uh, the music I've been using as uh, one of their um, venues. But I think in Newcastle, I think in uh, one, one, one time I had an exam in the halls of residence I was staying at so that that was brilliant because I could just stay in my room and within literally 10 minutes I could just go down to the or I think it was down yeah down it was on the ground floor so down to the the venue uh, another one I had in a church which is only a stone's throw away from Castle is where I was staying so again that was interesting being inside a church which again is also very fitting when talking about Zadok the priest so you see this is this is all this is all adding all adding up and coming full circle but anyway, when getting to the venue, if you've done your preparation, so for example, on the morning of an exam, I would never look at my work. The last time I would see that work in particular would have been focused heavily on that exam in particular the night before. I never looked at my work because nothing goes in at that point. You're already in exam mode, so you just have to go, go with that. Often when I get there, I often find it quite funny, but sometimes a little bit daunting myself when I'd see students literally open up the file right outside the exam venue. And they'd be there frantically trying to like cram in as much as they can or consolidate their knowledge. But at that point for me, it's simply too late. If you haven't learned it by then or you're struggling with it by then, you're not going to be able to get it in the exam, I feel, or you're letting nerves overcome you and you've already lost half the game at that point. Typically what I would do is, 
I would stand preferably away from other candidates. I, I would try and pretend I haven't been seen or someone wouldn't come over to me and talk to me. I, I would treat it like um, those football games when a football player is queuing up to get out into the field. They'd have this steely look on their face, that they'd look out, focused only on the game itself and the field. And I would typically stare a hole straight into the wall opposite me. Not at anyone, because that's a bit weird. I wouldn't do that. That would put off people. Uh, so I would stare a home to the wall, or I would scope the venue, depending on where, if I had to stand somewhere. So you may be put into a room where you have to be with other candidates, but I'd simply look into the hall. Now, this is quite important as well, because this is intel into the exam room. So, for example, where you sit in the exam room is also very important. So oh, beforehand as well, make sure you have your pencil case or your, your equipment ready on hand. So typically for a chemistry exam, I had a ruler, pencil, pen, uh, if permitted, a calculator, always a calculator, no matter what the exam is, always bring a calculator. Uh, again, many, I'd see many students fidgeting around, putting their bags at the front of the hall. Uh, which again is useless because uh, again you're fidgeting you'll forget things um, so make sure you have all that beforehand where i'd sit so when we got into the exam hall is i would always i'm left-handed so i would always go to the front corner front left corner as you look into the exam hall so that way i would minimize the amount of people i'll be looking around because there's no que there's no question that you will be looking at people depending on the exam and the where you are on the exam and that way I would be able to just narrow down my vision to the exam question itself and the front of the hall. If this is not possible don't worry this is not in your hands this is for example if you end up by choice or whether or not the invigilators put you in a certain way I know I had the choice so I always took front left whenever possible if that wasn't possible I'll take front right if that wasn't also possible I would then take front Whereas possible, I think the worst place you can possibly sit is the center. But like I say, this is out of your hands. Sometimes it may be out of your hands. And if that's the case, then don't worry. I've had plenty of exams where I've been sat in center, center too. And again, you just have to be very tunnel visioned and very focused on the exam question itself or the, the exam paper itself. Use the time as well when the invigilator is giving you instructions to focus your nerves. The instructions are usually just typical fire escape stuff that, that kind of malarkey and so on really so there's nothing new they're going to be able to tell you that you need to listen out for basically upon giving the green light to go for the exam what i typically do is i would read everything possible front cover read the front cover as the vigilator is going down their general remarks anything you may know it'll give you intel as to how the exams focus so for example it may say two parts answer two questions to part a one question to part b and there may be a selection of questions and that's always important to know rather than just going in and answering every question then realizing i've spent a lot of time doing stuff i shouldn't have been doing so make sure you know uh, what is required of you because that's important too Upon giving the green, don't open the booklet, of course, as well at that point. Remember, etiquette is also important in exams as well as etiquette. So don't be peering into the book. 
if you feel you can get away with it, that's gamesmanship and of course that should not be stood for in examinations. So wait for the invigilator. You can look at the front cover because it's there basically, <laughs> you know, but no opening up the book early until the exam gives you the green light. At which point, once you get the green light, I would open up the exam and I would remember what section one was asking of me. So for example, if it said answer one question from three in section one, I would read all three. I would also mentally roughly distribute my time. For example, if you had an hour and a half for an exam and it said answer three questions in total. So two from section A, one from section B and so on. I would say therefore each question has to have half an hour allocated max. So you know, you don't really need that long to read each of the questions, what they're required of you, two or three minutes to go through each one and then roughly get select, select one. So for example, one may stand out as one you may be able to answer. So that is the one you go for first on section A, for example. And then of course you answer that and then you keep you keep it a mental idea. There's a clock always at the front. So keep an idea of how long you've spent on that. So for example, in good examinations, you may spend only 20, 25 minutes on that. And that is a time save of five minutes. And that, that, that of course carries over to checking time at the end, which is important. So once you finish the question, once you've answered everything of the question, so the question, you know, and make sure you answer exactly what the question is asking for. Then again, move on to the next question. So again, reset your own internal clock and say, right, another half an hour for this next one. I spend 20 minutes in that half an hour on the next one and so on. If, however, the question is a little bit difficult, I've had the situation before where you've got an idea, but this is, I've committed to it now, so you've got to commit do not U-turn. So if you spent quarter of an hour and then you realize, oh dear, I perhaps should have looked at the other one. Don't worry, keep with that question. Okay, sometimes you get mental blackouts. I've had that happen before too. That happens, keep with the question. And then once the half an hour is up or so, move on, or once the allocated time is up, move on to the next question. And then you may gain time later on. I typically found that some exams, if they're a little bit fidgety, some I would commit half an hour or so and then go on to the next one and then I would time save on the next one usually. If you put the preparation in, the law of averages says that you will get this, so don't worry. Once I'd finished all the questions, so again, once you got on to finishing up all the questions, never, ever, 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 and I cannot overemphasize this, leave the exam early. I saw so many students who would leave early. Newcastle universities was typical. If you were still in the exam hall with a quarter an hour left, you were locked in virtually, so you had to be there. There was no leaving early. You were allowed to leave early half an hour afterwards as well, but I never understood that. I always, I never did that myself. I always feel that if I did that, I would come out of the exam going, oh, oh dear, I should have put this, or I could have put that, and I can't, you can't go back in at that point, it's too late. So never ever always stay there. Even if you finish the exam and you think it's great and you've checked through and you've, you've read it through again and you've tweaked it and you've added little bits of extra information that you think is important, uh, sit there and keep thinking of the exam, look at the questions again. I think, is there anything else I can add? Is there anything I need to remove perhaps that I don't want assessed? So I cannot overemphasize enough 
to stay there, please, for the love of God, stay there. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a quarter of an hour is nothing really when you think about it because you could have that moment of inspiration that you need. Back to those tricky questions though. So at the end, for example, if uh, usually when I did exams with the proper preparation, I would find that I would time save. So I would probably time save about five minutes here and then or 10 minutes if I was lucky. Or depending on the longer examinations, like the three hour ones, I mean, they were, they were quite intense actually. Um, so usually I would time, sometimes I would even time save up to about 20, 25 minutes in those ones in particular. And they're great for, you still have the option of leaving, but of course I wouldn't, and you shouldn't either. Uh, I would tend, typically tend to go back and refine my answers. So at this point, you know, there, there might be areas where you might want to cross out little bits where you're not happy with it or want to reword something, which is fine. You could do that with that time. I can't remember specifically, but I remember the pencil was important for drawing images. So if you were drawing something like a mechanism or something in, in organic chemistry or something, it was always look, uh, specifically uh, useful to have a pencil just in case. But just be careful of uh, smudging or marking on the exam question. Sometimes it's worth just drawing it out again and pointing the examiner where you've redrawn it with a cross through it or something just to guide them. After all, if you make the examiner's life a bit easier, they're more likely to be a bit more lenient to you because you've got to remember they're marking, what, 60, 70 papers. So, of course, exams are done blindly, so they will not know who you are, so there's no bias in that sense. So don't feel as if you can cheat your way or don't feel as if, if you know, there's a way of fudging the system in that way because that, that's not how it works. Remember, it's you versus the examination. Depending on the timetabling, so at the end of an exam, so right at the very end when the the, the red light has gone up, uh, put your pen down. Know that you've committed 110% to everything you've done. You've got your strategy right, you've revised enough, you've practiced enough, and it's done, right? So that, that, that examination is done, finished. At that point, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about what you could have done, what you could have done better. Um, it is important if you can, and I used to do this, is some, sometimes universities are a bit fidgety with this, so I know certain invigilators have a bit, bit of a power trip, and they'd collect everything, so of course your whole exam booklet is collected, which is important. <laughs> How else can you get examined? However, you, if you can, steal the exam paper. Steal it. There's nothing in regulation, when I was doing exams, there was nothing in regulations that said you couldn't. But some invigilators would collect them. Some of them would uh, come through and do them systematically, collect them and clear up the, clear up the exam hall with you sat there. And if they do that, that's fine. You know, it's fine. That's, that's just the way it is. Uh, but if they left them, nick it. Uh, it could be important later on. Nick it for resits. Um, it's just a good reference tool. It's just always peace of mind if you can. Sometimes I got the option of doing that and then file it away. So to put it in your bag, file it away. But whatever you do, do not think about the exam. And certainly, certainly, certainly do not talk. It's like Fight Club. Do not talk about the exam and the subject. I found this very, uh, and this, this brings me on to etiquette at the end of the day, because everyone is different. I know everyone struggles with these things. 
But remember, it's you versus the exam, okay? So the worst thing you can do is spend five, 10 minutes or so on really dissecting the exam with another colleague of yours, saying what you couldn't and what you, what you should have put or what you did put for question 1A and so forth, because it doesn't serve any purpose other than to annoy your friend, even if they're the one that brought the subject up, or annoy yourself thinking, oh God, I failed that now, or I've not got as well as I'd like to have done. If you put the preparation in, you'll be rewarded. I guarantee you, you will be 110% rewarded of the grade you deserve if you've prepared. If you've gone to your lectures for help, if you've turned to the tutorials, if you've worked hard, if you've done everything you can do, you've done everything you can do. So typically what I would do at the end of the exam, depending on timetabling, so for example, and where, you, where you're living, so for example, I, I was lucky enough to live in Newcastle at the time when doing exams, so I think in my, um, I think in all of my exams, you know, I think I, I would just go home. I think if it was a morning exam and I had one in the afternoon, I would just go home. Straight away, out of the exam hall, once or two of the exhibit is like as you leave, and just dart straight home. Don't don't speak, I know this sounds cold, but it is, it's, it's the way it should be, go straight home. Straight home, straight straight to, you know, like if it's an hour, half an hour's walk home, you should have enough time to just get there, spend half an hour home, then come back out, depending on the lengths of the, of the exams. There's no more time to do any more research, uh, sorry, revision for the next exam. If you, I'm assuming you've done that the night before in terms of your strategy and tactics and timetable. Uh, when you get a chance, cross off the exam you just did, scribble it off off your little list that's what I used to do it's a great marker if you've got the exam paper file it away don't look at it file it away and then get into mindset for the next one so for example if you have the afternoon off typically what I would do so it, it's very weird but typically if I had an exam the next day I would probably revise again I, I would take a couple of hours off to go for a walk or something or listen to some music or something I wouldn't drink anything if you're still in an exam season, do not, I wouldn't drink anything at all, like alcohol, anything like that. Save that until after your last one, you'll enjoy it more. If I had the day off, so if it was a day, then the one I would take the entire afternoon off, or the remainder of the day off, and then focus on the next one, the day after. It was actually kind of rare to have two exams in one day, morning and afternoon, it was kind of rare, depending on the uh, the season. Uh, in most cases, I would have the afternoon and then the next day I'd probably have one, in which case you do a little bit of light re revision around the next one. If you have to be on the campus still, or so if, you, if you're unable to have the luxury of living near campus to get away from it all for a little short while, depending on timetable, my recommendation would be to, again, this was quite a loner at university when it came to stuff like this, really, but I, I, I would try and just get away from people for, for a while if you know where your next venue is. I suppose if it's over, then get a light lunch or something, keep yourself going, sustained. Take a walk, that kind of thing. Stay away from the department, that's what I would do by all means. <laughs> the last thing you need to be reminded about is you 
of department. But timetabling, like I said, at uni was pretty good anyway. You know, it was pretty sparse. It was very any congestion or anything like that. But there are eventualities where you might get that. By no circumstances, you're going to have two exams that conflict with each other. That, that never happened. But there are some occasions where you may just may get two in one day or something like that. I'd say after the last exam, so, oh, I forgot to mention one thing as well, is uh, during the exam length, the, the all-important toilet break. I should probably put some flushing noise there or something like that or something, but uh, toilet breaks are quite controversial. So, depending on the exam length, I didn't usually need one. So an hour and a half goes quite quickly. Two hours as well goes quite quickly. Uh, you'll be too busy in because bear in mind when you take a toilet break it, it it's you, there is no pausing of the clocks clocks aren't paused okay so it's not a case of oh well, we'll add time on for you that that doesn't happen so for those exams time is a bit more critical and of the essence three hour ones are different though and this depends on how much of a time save you've made so if example if you're really, really needing to go, you need to go, hey, you know, nature calls. Um, usually, the, the, the scenario is usually you raise your hand, the exhibit comes over, you ask if you can go to the toilet, they say, yeah, it's fine. They usually follow you to the toilet, not into the toilet, again, that'd be weird, but usually they follow you. Um, typically, what I would do is, because, for me, there wasn't so much fear in exams, I never feared them, because I would prepare there is a bit of nerves, but nerves is good though. Nerves can work in your favour. That's important. So usually I wouldn't need the toilet anyway. I wouldn't need to go. But during three hour exams, I found it. Usually I would make, from recollection, and it's been such a while since I've done exams, but usually for my three hour exams, I found I made slightly more of a time save. I wouldn't rush questions, but I'd find there is some significant time saving, 20 minutes or so, 25 if I was lucky, but I wouldn't leave the exam early. But what I found quite useful, and I'm probably gonna get into a lot of trouble for saying this, but there's nothing within the regulations that says this is incorrect. And I don't want 60 or 70 students all raising their hands hour, half an hour before the exam finishes to go to the toilet because they're gonna be looking for me but what I found as a little tip is that using the toilet brick just to collect your thoughts during three hour exams, useful. After I'd finished the first phase of the, so after I'd finished the cycle of answering the questions before re, you know, going over them again, I'd find if I've got half an hour spare or something, I would like to go again, following the protocol and raising my hand and going along and not taking liberties. I would, you know, do not go to a toilet break and, and you know, like spend 10, 15 minutes there because they will think something's up. But I'd find just going going there a bit like a pit stop or like a half time in a way in football, even though it isn't really half time, but you know what I mean? It's like a fresh set of tires, slice of orange, even though you won't have orange there, but you know, splash your face, you know, go there, splash your face, look yourself in the mirror, collect your thoughts again. Have the, have the exam questions ringing in your mind a little bit too. Think 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 about things a little bit differently. You know, what, what is there something you've missed? Is is there something you could add extra to look for bonus marks here and in? Yeah, 
and I want to use it once to use it sparingly. Like I said, for an hour and a half exam, two hour exams, you'll find you won't need them at all if you're like me and get nervous, but don't have fear. However, you might have a weak bladder. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't bring water or anything like that into an exam. I've never, I never did that actually. Never did that, anything like that. I never found myself getting thirsty. I think it just came with the preparation, which is so important, which we will discuss in another podcast. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's one. That's something that you might want to consider in a way that I found quite helpful. But like I said, remember as well, like I said, the, the clocks aren't paused if you need to take a break. They, they are not paused for you specifically. They do tick on. But they could be useful in terms of a, an angle to approach the exams on, so to speak. After the final exam, after that is all said and done, continue with your game plan so afterwards so for example so some people would go to the pub afterwards which is fine you know some people would let you like a drink because they finished the exams and that's it and they can you know relax a little bit but again i still found that people talking about the exams to be an issue people would discuss exams and again i don't think that's important so i would still go if it's an evening or an afternoon a morning one go go home um do do whatever but get get away from people on your course in particular because of that that will come up and it doesn't serve not help anyone but uh by all means you know example i was lucky enough to live with people who didn't share the same course as me so you couldn't do that anyway so usually at the end of that it would usually be you know let's spend the rest of the week before semester two starts or the next semester starts or whatever uh, or over the weekend if it was a friday then the weekend and then semester two began or whatever uh, um you know go out so that's why i used to do spent too much time too much money drinking and that kind of thing go out and just forget the exams and start in the back of your mind preparing for you know, the next semester or the next part However, you might like to spend time with your course mates, but I would I would give it at least an hour or two before coming back out with them or arranging to meet them for a drink or whatever. But uh, don't think about the exams at that point. It's all done. And then in a few weeks' time, you'll get the results. And at that point, you can go from there. Like I said, remember at the end of the day, I think etiquette is important. I wrote this in my blog that that goes alongside this, but I've gone into more detail here. But etiquette is important as well. It's about a degree of showing respect for other candidates. Many candidates in particular in my course would often think it's them versus other candidates. And I never got that. It's you versus the exam. It's, it's you. It, it, that, that's your cup match there. You versus the exam. And if things don't go according to plan, so again, I'll do another podcast in a month's time or something. Because usually it's about a month before the results came out and we'll discuss about university strategy going into the next semester. So I might focus it more on individual years and continue to do a podcast of this of this magnitude, this style, depending on my experiences within university and pre-university, even post-university. But I do hope you've got something out of this podcast. I do hope there's something in there that you, you feel could be useful. If you are doing exams or if you've just finished them, or because the other day I got bored and I noticed um, Newcastle University's as of recording, this would have finished, but Sheffield Universities would have been starting. So I figured I'd do something like this because I think it's a, an issue that needs to be addressed. 
but if you are doing exams whenever you're listening to this because it applies all the time so whenever you're whenever and wherever you're listening to this I, I wish you all the very best of luck have a piece of music in the back of your mind as well during exams I often find that kind of helpful and distracting whatever music you like is something like that but Given this football theme of you versus the Examination Cup final, I think I will go out on the Champions League theme. And thank you for listening to this podcast. And until the next time, catch you later, guys.